Welcome everyone to episode 172 of the Red Zone Restricted Podcast. I'm your host David Comerford and I'm joined by Liam Toher as we react to Liverpool's 1-1 draw with Manchester City. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. So the clash between the teams who went in to the fixture first and second ended 1-1. Erling Haaland gave Man City the lead in the 27th minute, but... Liverpool were able to find an equaliser 10 minutes from time through Trent Alexander-Arnold. We're recording this basically moments after the final whistle at Brentford where Arsenal scored a late goal to win 1-0, which means they go top of the Premier League by a point. Liverpool drop to third, but it certainly doesn't feel like a day to be disappointed by any means and just uh, two points off the top of the table. And what's shaping up to be quite an interesting title race, you'd have to say so. Everyone who listens regularly to our Match Reaction podcast knows where we go from here. We start with our three-word match reviews. So, Liam, what would yours be and what's your thoughts on that result? Because if there's anywhere in the Premier League where you can be content with a draw or anywhere in world football, really, it is the Etihad, isn't it? Yeah, definitely so. Um, And my three-word review reflects that. It's not something I've gotten to say too often over the last two years given how slim the margin for error is in the Premier League. But I think my synopsis of that is good away point. Um, like you say, I think if you, if there's one fixture on the on the calendar that you look at and say, yeah, I think a draw there is, is a decent result, it's um, it's definitely Manchester City away, particularly after the the lesson we got there um, in, the, in the same fixture last season. It was good to go there again and and be a lot more competitive. So that we went and we backed up our our good start to the season by you know, going to a better side contender and you know, getting a draw a draw against them. Then I feel that in fairness we probably deserved over the course of the of the ninety plus minutes. I mean yes I know that they had you know, the goal disallowed and there was a little bit of a debate over that. But I think all in all um, Liverpool were, were good value for the point, had to dig in, had an option with these at times. Um, but yeah, a fair result and definitely, I can't recall too many other occasions where after Liverpool drawing a game, I had such a sense of satisfaction. So yeah, I'll take that all day long. Yeah, obviously the uh, the timing of the goal feeds into that as well. Um I went with Trent Silence's Etihad uh, for mine, obviously in reference to his uh, his shushing celebration after he scored, and we could hear the um, the customary chants of uh, of feed the scousers um, over the television. So I suppose it was it was extra satisfying to see um, a scouser score the goal um, that got Liverpool a point in the game, and um, quite a memorable celebration in front of the <laughs> fans as well. Um, yeah, and I think I'm I'm really happy uh, with the point. I think it's hard to sort of look at it and say, you know, it's a shame that we didn't win because you know we didn't do enough to to win the game. I think we, if we'd snatched it at the end, it very much would have been um, a, a case of snatching it. Really, um, if that makes sense. I, I think in terms of the the ninety eight minutes, a hundred minutes, whatever it was that we'd seen previously, a draw was. Very much a fair result, um, and if he, I mean, I think City probably would have had a, a better claim to kind of take in the three points in terms of the chances that they had, but um, in general play, it was it was pretty even, um, and it's the first time City have failed to win a home all year. They were on for obviously this um, incredible record, and the fact that you know that's what Liverpool were 
trying to halt. I mean, it shows how difficult it is to to go there and and get something. You know, you think about the teams who've been to the Etihad in 2023 and come away empty-handed. You know, you've got Arsenal in the Premier League, obviously other sides in the big six as well, but also um, in the Champions League, Real Madrid have been there, uh, Bayern Munich have been there, both been sort of soundly beaten. Um, so for Liverpool to go there, especially at this stage of their kind of Liverpool 2.0 project where they weren't widely fancied to be competing with Man City this season and to get a, a merited point, I think is uh, is really encouraging. And, you know, like, like I touched on earlier, I think it is the most difficult fixture you can get. So if there's if there is any game where you'd be happy with the point, it is this one, um, and it certainly obviously helps that you know Liverpool were, were trailing for for so long, and I think there would definitely be a, a major sense of, of disappointment uh, for Man City fans because if Liverpool can um, stay in touch with City at the top of the table, and you know by the time it rolls around to the reverse fixture, which I think is in the spring, and um, Liverpool there or thereabouts and they can take sort of four out of six points from the head-to-head against Man City, then that's obviously something that can be really important. But we're obviously getting, uh, you know, a decent way ahead of ourselves with that one. Um, Let's talk about the player who scored the equalising goal then, Trent Alexander-Arnold. I mean, what did you think of his performance, Liam? Not only that goal, but but also his his game as a whole. Yeah, I thought, I've heard, heard kind of contrasting reviews from you know, from various uh, you know, pundit commentators, Twitterati, and all the like. Um, yeah, I thought Trent was quite decent today. Like, I mean, it was clear from probably the first five minutes or so that Man City were obviously targeting him at every opportunity they got. The ball was fed out to Jeremy Doku on the left. Um, and I tell you, Doku is, in fairness, probably one of the most exciting opposition players to watch. From our point of view, um, absolutely scintillating. You know, at times he kind of led Liverpool defence very dance today. But all in all, I think it's, I felt Trent was, you know, was sound overall. I think he, he de- definitely, I understand if there were reservations about him, the defensive side of his game coming into into this into this match. Um, but even with Doku looking sharp again, I think Trent. Can be happy enough with, with how he how he did overall in, in the defensive aspect of his game and <clears throat> offer plenty plenty go, going forward too. Um, as I say, captain off with Joe being in the right place at the right time to to, to finish off with, with the goal. And I mean, the, the way he took it as well was was marvelous. I mean, like I said to someone earlier on, he finished it Joe with with the composure. And the finesse of a seasoned centre forward, he was healing so cleanly. Um, yeah, I, I think in fairness, o- overall, I, I was quite happy with with, with how what, what Trent happened today, um, both defensively and and, and and in possession. Yeah, obviously, um, the reason we're focusing on him isn't just that he uh, scored the equaliser; he was also named uh, Player of the Match by uh, Gary Neville. Um, so obviously that is the sort of official uh, award for the game. Um, so quite a momentous one for him to to get man of the match away to Man City. Like I said, it is the most difficult fixture there is. So he can hold his head high on that regard, definitely. And I think you know starting with the goal, um, it had sort of a little little bit of a Steven Gerrard feel about it. And um, I think they were saying when they were kind of analysing it afterwards in the Sky Sports Studio that. 
you know, he did have to get it out of his feet very quickly um, to get the strike off. And then not only that, but the precision and the power on the shot. You know, I've I've said on previous podcasts um, that I think Trent should score more. And that's today is a, an illustration of exactly why, because he has the technique to be doing so more often and he's getting into the positions more so now <laughs> that he's playing in that sort of central area. So hopefully that is a more, you know, recurring feature now when you, you'd have to hope that this goal is going to go down as a significant moment in Liverpool season as well. I think beyond the goal, um, one of the reasons that um, Neville gave him player of the match was that some of his passing was absolutely brilliant. You know, there was a lot of situations where he was sort of the pass that Liverpool players looked for when they were getting pressed because they knew that, you know, get it to Trent, Trent's going to be able to kind of look up, get a, um, sort of scan the whole field in a very short space of time and then pick out the, the long pass forward. And um, I think that was another really good aspect of his performance. You know, sometimes you become numb to the sheer amounts of, you know, moments of quality he produces in a game, but it's worth kind of just mentioning it every time. I suppose you don't end up kind of, taking it for granted like I say and in terms of the defensive side of things I mean I looked at it while you, while you were talking there Liam um, in terms of the actual proportion 42% of City's attacks in the game went down the Liverpool right hand side compared to 23% on the Liverpool left it was a game that was essentially played in large part on that side because Liverpool also aimed 45% of their attacks down their right um, as well so that was the battleground in the match I mean Jeremy Doku you know, we knew he was going to be a very tough opponent. Um, some of the numbers today from him, um, not even just in terms of being, you know, they're impressive, but it's not even that so much as the sheer volumes. I've just not really seen anything like it before. I mean, he attempted 15 dribbles in the game and contested 27 ground duels. I mean, it's clear that City's game plan was just sort of get the ball to Doku and just sort of hand in the keys to the attack, basically, and just um, and see what he could produce in. Trent ended up getting dribbled past like seven times, which is obviously a bit of a nasty headline. And, you know, if that was maybe a, a Reese James or a trip here or a Kyle Walker or something, maybe we're sort of looking at that and, you know, certainly tearing into them. But I think in terms of the Liverpool slant on it, um, somebody on Twitter called uh, Nabade Haroon uh, made the, uh, the point. I-, I saw it saying that how many times did those instances where Doku was sort of dribbling away from Trent actually lead to something? Like, I think there was one where he, get, he sort of used that um, sort of trademark change of pace he has, got to the byline, caused it back. Something nearly came from that. But a lot of the time, he was sort of, if you're Trent, you're kind of okay with it because he was pushing, he wasn't necessarily going past you into very dangerous areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I don't know if I'm just, you know, making too many allowances, too many excuses there, but it wasn't a game I looked at compared to some of the games Trent's had against, you know, maybe Matoma or Martinelli or something like that. And thought, God, he's been had on toast today. It wasn't really like that, even though the numbers, obviously, in isolation, don't look um, particularly great for him. So, yeah, I think overall, in a game where I think Liverpool were generally sound across the board, but didn't have too many sort of standout individual displays, I think Trent's definitely the one um, who sort of really rose to the occasion. Um, so what did you think of the, of the team's performance as a whole then, Liam? And what does it say to you about their title credentials this season? Because, you know, this was obviously built as a very big fixture in the race between the two teams. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I think they'd be 
pleased with the performance largely. Um, whilst in acknowledging that it certainly wasn't Liverpool at their best. I mean, I, I was thinking afterwards I equated this match to, we would say, when we were the had the season before last, uh, the 2-2 draw in the run into the Titan race. And I remember being nearly out of breath watching that game because it was two outstanding teams you know, going absolute hammer and tongs in it. Um, and I think they were both just so drained at the end of it. They were just gladly taking the point to move on. Uh, today, again, while obviously we're quite happy with the draw, Quality-wise, quality wise, it probably wasn't up there with, say, the great city Liverpool bounce of the past. But I think that's very understandable, given that neither team... It wasn't that they set up defensively, but I think it was there's definitely a sense of that neither team wanted to lose that. Um, like Liverpool probably would, obviously would have been happier with the, with the point for a finish. But, um, but well, uh, yeah, I think... Quite pleased overall. Room for improvement, definitely. Um, it did feel like that there was a few of our players certainly weren't at their at their best bet by any means. Um, like Jota, even though we know how clinical he can be when when he's on when he's on the field today, was really one of those where like, you barely noticed him. Salah got the assist. Um, you know, did kind of give City a bit to think about at times. But again, certainly it certainly won't go down the catalogue of. Got his best performances of the season, let alone his Liverpool career. Sabasai, a couple of dangerous crosses into the box, but again, probably that we probably know that there's more from him. Even Van Dijk, who was largely solid, he'd probably look at you know, the go the, the Haaland goal and but my feel he could have, could have done a bit better. Um, but yeah, overall, I think Klopp would be happy with what he, what he saw from Liverpool. He'd be pleased with the the results, so pleased with the you know, the determination to. Hang in there, um, you know, defend when they had to defend, and ultimately, you know, take the chance when when it came to them. Because there were times during the game where you kind of feel like they think the one that stands out was when Summers like played Nunes through in the first half, and if he's any bit of a decent first touch, and he could have been in for a shot at goal. But as we know, you know, it didn't quite come after him in that game. I think it was quite Walker a chance to. Get back there and stuff out of danger. Um, I said, look, at least do for a finish. Trent was the right man, the right place, at the right time. Um, yeah. So pleased overall, but we like we know that we're capable of of doing better. Yeah, I think Klopp's assessment after the game was similar to what you said. Um, really, there, Liam, in the sense that he was like, the result is really good. Um, and you have to be happy with it. And he said the performance was okay. He said Liverpool didn't play particularly well. I think Trent said something similar, but you know they they played all right and uh, they played well enough to deserve the point. Like I said earlier, and I, I think I was I was broadly encouraged by what I saw pretty much throughout the game. To be honest, um, coming into it, I think the performance was always going to tell us more than the results, really, because. If Liverpool had won that today, obviously, you know, it's it's one of the great Klopp wins. Mm. But, you know, two points against Man City at this stage of the season is nothing. Likewise, I think if they'd lost and played well, then four points wouldn't have seemed like the end of the world. I think, especially with the home game to come against City later in the season. 
So I think it was always going to be more about like not what we saw in that sort of final score at the end, more what we saw from sort of, you know, kickoff to minute 90. And I was really, really um, pleased on the whole by that. I mean, especially in comparison to what we saw last season, it was just absolutely worlds apart. And, you know, Liverpool didn't create too much in open play. Um, you know, can't pretend that they did. But, you know, I think it, it was one of their lowest XG totals of the season. But in general play, like the difference that you see compared to April and, you know, just in sort of in between those two boxes, I suppose, you know, it was it was quite refreshing in a way. And Liverpool ended up with 40% possession, um, which obviously is probably going to be one of their lowest shares all season. But they had 31 in this game last year, which I think for me just shows the importance of having those sort of technicians in midfield um, who can hold on to it. I mean, you start with three of them in McAllister, Sobersly and Jones, and then you're able to bring a couple more off your bench in uh, Gravenberch and Elliot. I think that sort of gave Liverpool much more of a foothold in the game this time and gave it a much more even feel um, than we saw last season. And uh, I think the fact that Guardiola had to call for more noise from the City crowd, I mean, they're not going to start, you know, slating um, their fans at this point. I think that probably feeds into the argument about, you know, why was it a 12-30 game? Um, and incidentally, I think that that played a part in the fact that the quality dropped off in the second half. I thought it was a really sort of compelling match in the first half. Second, it was, you know, a little bit more cagey, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think that played a part in terms of the atmosphere and stuff, but Liverpool also sort of quieting the City crowd down, I think, with, with sort of the amount of, you know, really good spells they were able to put together. And a lot of the time, those spells weren't really leading to too much, um, which was a bit frustrating, but it was satisfying, like you said, Liam, to sort of when that opening came 10 minutes to go to see Liverpool, you know, show, show the moment of quality that they they clearly needed. And, you know, title-wise, I think Liverpool have, have played Chelsea away, Newcastle away, Spurs away, Brighton away, Man City away already, um, just over a third of the way through the season. So I think it's sort of fixed, you know, in terms of the fixtures as well. Like, it looks pretty good in terms of who you played, who you've got left and things like that. Um, so I think I'm, you know, Liverpool haven't gained any ground on Man City today, but I'm a decent bit more confident about Liverpool being able to at least challenge this year than I was before the game. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the areas for improvement before that. I mean, just to touch on that again with you, Liam, I mean, where is it kind of, how much has it moved the needle for you in terms of your like title race optimism, I suppose? Um, Probably broadly the same, I would reckon. Um, I agree with what you're saying that today was you know, where we get a, a very good judgment on where Liverpool are at in relation to, I suppose, to, to Manchester City and in terms of today and in terms of the title race in general. Um, went toward to them and said they maybe might have shaded from like 55 45 on the balance of play, but um, I think. You'd have to admit that your draw was fair. Um, largely open, as you say, yeah, I was encouraged, um, but still defensively at times they'd be a little bit open. Like they got their goal much too easily. Um, still, had, still had a couple of decent. Like Al- Alvarez had one good chance early in the second half that went a bit more composure. Like if we finished that and it goes 2 0, you know, it's, it's a long way back 
from there and with the midfield they're probably still looking for that right the perfect midfield combination like we obviously Zombazai is, is straight in there like McAllister as we know starts more or less every game the, the, the debate over his best position will probably will probably continue um, but again like Jones probably probably not, not his best display at all and Grattenburst definitely gave it more impetus when he when he came in like so he probably got his I should say his way into the, the starting lineup for for the next day um you know that conundrum was the same probably will probably still go on um maybe at times call it for slightly more more clinical in attack and um, we saw do this again a couple of good openings like in fairness the header which forced to save medicine hard to fault Nunes on that one but like I said the, the one where someone's like placing through and he just needs a good first touch to set himself and he has more or less a one-on-one with, with Ederson so I suppose like those are the things that I think Cop will be, will be stressing to, to the players saying that um, quite good overall but these are the things that Liverpool will need to tighten up on you know, when they play City again in March, like when they play Arsenal at Hanfield just before Christmas, when they go to the Emirates in February, um, like and when they play like Spurs and Villa, if they're still kind of in the equation by the time we get around to playing those again, so it's just those little that like to turn those sort of eight out of tens into so the nine or nine and a half that we need if we are to come out on top by the end by the season's end. Yeah, I see where you're coming from there. I mean, just to touch on a couple of areas sort of I picked out for improvement. Obviously, you already mentioned the goal. I think um, Allison obviously struggled today distribution-wise. Um, quite a few mistakes from him, um, that being one of them. Um, and then, you know, just weak challenges from Stoppers Line, Trent Alexander-Arnold before it um, as well. Um, so that's, so you know, you just can't, ex- you know, expect to make mistakes like that um, and not get punished. Um, also, I think, you know, Liverpool are one of the best counter as I can see you know there is out there really but today it felt like the decision making and execution wasn't quite there in that regard I'd say um, a few frustrating moments not least when Luis Diaz had the chance to kind of switch the play um, from left to right and couldn't execute the pass that was a, um, a really frustrating moment and also I mean McAllister you know you touched on him there Liam I think I was really pleased with him in the first half because he was having one of his best games but I think in the second, there's a few moments where he kind of gets like isolated a little bit against City attackers, and that's when you start to think maybe he doesn't have that kind of um, defensive bite that you need um, in those moments. Um, so you may, maybe there was a couple of instances of him being a little bit exposed, but I don't want to kind of be too harsh on him by by any means. And uh, obviously there was a couple of injuries today as well. We'll wait to see what happens with those. Um, it looks like, I mean... Don't want to speculate too much, but it they, they look like sort of like muscle injuries, potentially hamstrings for both Jota and Allison. So if that is the case, we'll see how long they're out for. But we could, if it is to be hamstring, we obviously safely assume that it's going to be sort of at least a couple of weeks out. Um, so we'll see what that leads to and and what games that th- those two players miss, if any. Um, hopefully it's it's um it's nothing obviously, but it didn't look too great. And um, one thing I want to just briefly touch on Liam before we um come to the end is the disallow goal for Ruben Diaz. I like to sort of make sure that we don't just talk about the referee and decisions that are controversial that go, you know, in Liverpool's or go against Liverpool. We also look at the ones that kind of go in their favour. I mean, this one, I felt like they, they got away with it a little bit. 
And it's one of those where I do think it's, it's of the soft variety, but I still think it was the right decision. And like for me, he, he Akanji probably did obstruct Allison enough to justify this the goal being disallowed. And like if you were to look at you know, matches or probably over the course of the weekend and or definitely over the course of even the season so far, you probably will see several instances of um, similar instances of uh, the goalkeeper being challenged, like probably in some instances probably even with even less contact than there was in on Anderson today and a, f- a free out being given. So um like I know like some this was by looks as if it's the goal He's the blinkers on, of course. He's going to, he's giving it lip with favor, etc., etc. But you know, I do think that maybe a little soft, but ultimately, I think it's the right call. And I think if that happens, the yeah, I think there's probably the correct decision in the end. And I would say, in fairness, um, to Chris Cavanagh, I thought that overall, like, yeah, what it wouldn't have been. Like a dirty game, which had too many flashpoints apart from the little bit of Nunes and uh, Grandi at the end. But in the match itself, so generally there was no like malicious challenges, no nothing great to that needed intervention. But I thought largely he um he, he coped with it well. He wasn't you know, particularly frustrating for for either team in, in my point of view. And um, like I know there's been occasions this season, like with one particular standout game where we laid into the officials and with good reason but no I think I will give Chris Gavin a credit I, th- I think he had the game pretty pretty well this, this afternoon and like the one big call for me he got that right yeah and uh, I think there was obviously a lot of fuss on uh, social media before the game about always oh, from Greater Manchester and such you know this isn't right and sort of type thing but I thought that was a little bit over the top to be honest and I think how how fair the referee was today should diffuse any any notion of that um, really. But on the decision, I think um, it's one of them where if it's uh, if it's given by the goals given by the on field referee, then VAR is not going to overturn it for the amount of contact that there was. But equally, in the fact that the goal was disallowed on field, then I don't think it's a clear and obvious error to say. Um, that that decision don't think it meets the criteria for that really so as much as it was soft in Liverpool were maybe a little bit lucky I don't think it's one of them that should be sort of deemed like a a scandal along with some of the other decisions we've seen kind of across the Premier League but yeah we will leave it there I think we've pretty much covered all the bases um, in this episode Liverpool's next game is against Lask in the Europa League where they'll have the chance to seal uh, qualification for the knockout stage that one is obviously on Thursday night so make sure you join us for our post-match episode that time if you've enjoyed this one please do give us a five-star review remember also to follow the podcast and press the notification button too and we've got an email address in the episode description but yeah like I said next episode after the game against Lask on Thursday so make sure you join us for that but until then take care